0: Welcome back, folks. Uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just
1: go in here. and I'm going to check. Okay. Bang! Feels good to hear that again. Let's hear it again. Bang! Double bang. Welcome to Too Much Dip. My name's Dave. God, it feels good to be back. No Dylan today. He's in Breck. You probably knew that. Check out his Instagram. It's just me, KJ, and Micah. What's up, lads? Bringing the heat today.
2: Don't forget about Dippy.
1: Well, I was going to say, off the top, we're doing this one for Dippy. We're doing Dippy in 2021. You thought we were leaving that in 2020. You were wrong. Let's go!
2: You know what I'm going to leave in 2020? Cole Campbell bits. Especially on episodes where Dylan isn't here to just cackle at the jokes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: there's a lot of jokes that require dylan like for support and um yeah i was kind of we're not going
2: to get any of those off this year
1: i was playing hurt today on circling back i'll just say that i think it was still a good episode but he'll be back for the live stream we do thursday he's getting back in town tonight or tomorrow
0: so but what's up kj how how are you you know i I do have to confess um i did have a brush with death over the weekend i don't even know if I've, i've told you about it
1: uh, you have not?
0: Not just uh, how many times I ended up in the Gulag during uh, our Warzone matches. But for those on the Discord, you may be aware I have undertaken the uh, uh, approach of or undertaken the task of redoing a wet bar at my house.
3: Mm. Oh, yes, you did tell yes. me about this.
0: And uh, <laughs> the reason for that is we had a wine fridge, which is not built to chill beers uh, upstairs at our house. And so I wanted a beverage cooler. All the beverage coolers were taller than the space I needed, required me to raise the countertop, simple task for an uh, advanced human being. I'm not one of those. I uh, have had to YouTube every single step of the way, but I've ripped everything out, acquired all of the items. The Discorders have helped guide me through this process. It's huge. But when I ripped out the cabinet, there's a little bit of moisture back there, a little bit of mold, nothing crazy, a uh, small amount. So, you know, being a knowledgeable human being that I am, I did grab some bleach uh, mix it with some water, sprayed it on there, wiped down the wall, went back to Home Depot for like time number 20 of 35 over the last week. Came back, moved on to the next task. Got a little parched. I'd mix that bleach in a water bottle. Oh, no. Oh. Grabbed for said water bottle and took a full well clamp. on the bright on side,
2: at least you're immune from COVID.
0: I know. I know.
1: You know, you can. Ju- yeah, you can just inject it.
2: So, congrats on the self-injection.
0: Luckily, I didn't ingest it. I will say those words instead of the other common term. Um, But I did spit it out quite rapidly. What's the other term? Yeah, I didn't swallow it. Okay. Okay. You You can say that. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Your boy dodged a bullet there by just checking out early due to just swallowing a mouthful of To go out,
1: like, with... with, what was like the internet's most popular cut down like five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, drink bleach. Yeah. To go out that way and you being an internet personality would have, it would have been tough. I wouldn't have been happy. I would have been very sad, but we could have gotten some content out of it. It's true. There's
2: very few words that scare me more than poison control. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is I, you know, you have a young child. I assume yeah. that you you have the number to poison control somewhere in your home display, uh, somewhere in my recent in call phone. history. Oh, great! <laughs> well, it sounds like you're about to have to dial it again. Oh, hello! Man. I drank bleach. Come get me.
1: That drink is poison. <laughs>
0: So yeah, that was the first, and uh, hopefully last. That's one of uh, hello poison control.
1: Did it did it change? Weird question. Did
0: it change anything? Like, did you notice any like in your gums, your tongue? Any everything was absurdly dry. Like, I spit it out. Immediately rushed to the sink and just began like dog lapping the water, basically, (laughs) and not drinking that water either. I just was just trying to clean out that taste in my mouth. And it just was, it got drier and drier. And that's when I began to get worried because it didn't stop getting, like, my tongue didn't stop getting drier. Your membranes. Um, And so I was like, all right, this is a bad, bad situation. I didn't, like, call for my wife or anything like that. I was just standing upstairs, like, leaning over a sink, drinking water. Can you imagine? (laughs) I just drank bleach. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I survived, you know. This was in 2020. 2020 tried to get me uh, before I got out of there. You know,
1: I haven't told anybody this. I was having uh, so New Year's Eve, eleven thirty rolled around. And we didn't do anything, sitting at home, drinking mm-hmm. some bourbon, hanging out with the Rand man, who's getting a little firework anxious, mm. as they often do. My neighborhood, it, it turns oh, chaos over there. Yeah, dude, it's it's not good. South Austin goes a little bit little bit overboard. <laughs> at least they're not
2: shooting guns in the air.
1: Uh, that you know of? Yeah, I don't. I they might be.
2: Well, they might be I'm glad to start. hear you and Randy didn't catch a stray. Well,
1: well, let me say this: I started getting a. You ever gotten a stitch? You know, a stitch—the term like when you're an athlete, you get a stitch, yeah. like or a cramp,
0: kind of like a like a localized cramp. If okay, you know. sure. I got one
1: in my chest, and I could not take a full breath for about 30 minutes. Hmm. And this is going into the ball dropping and everything. <laughs> and this is like, are you are you gonna be okay? I'm like, I think I'm okay. I can breathe enough, but like, at first she's like. She got real scared because I called her. I go, can you come down here? <laughs> and, like, she saw me, like, clutching at my chest, like, when my heart oh, is. Oh, no. So she thought I was having a heart attack. And I was like, no, no, I, I just can't. I don't know what this is. And she's like, okay. Um, And it finally went away, but it just feels like you can't breathe in all the way. And it's just like you get this weird feeling right here.
0: Like You want to slowly stretch it out and it doesn't go away. It's, you feel like if you take like
1: too big of a breath, it's going to, like, pop. Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: ooh, that sounds bad. Yeah. Did it go away by midnight?
1: No. I mean, I, that's how I started the fucking year. Oh, <laughs> it was not twenty twenty fun. Sadly. Micah, Micah, you're here. Yeah, wait, how'd you almost die? <laughs> um,
2: I I think I was I was pretty I was far from death. Uh, I played pickleball yesterday for the first time. Mm. We're pretty sore today. Uh, up Bolden? on a no, uh, up with uh, at a uh, on a tennis court. In fact, oh, without the lines, okay. uh, we had a had a wonderful time. Charlie the dog was great. So. She okay. wasn't expecting to be there, but she just sat like a good girl.
1: I could see you being pretty good at that. It's okay. You it's played it's a lot of hide the game. pickle growing up.
2: Thank you, David. Yeah, not the first time.
1: Damn. There. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, it's just—it's just really great to be here.
1: Can I just say, I, if there's one uh, one button on here, I just walk around the house and just say to myself, and with no like prompting, no context. It's it's the juice. It's oh it's yeah.
2: Damn. Uh, mine is definitely getting big. I don't know if you have that's it on this board or if that's KJ's, but yeah. Like anytime, <laughs> anytime anything happens at my house, I'm just like getting big. God damn. Will says and, it quite a bit too. Yeah, it, and Caitlin has no idea what's going on. <laughs> like I, like I was making a sandwich yesterday, and I was like, oh yeah, getting big. God damn. And she was like, what? Well, wait what is everything okay i'm like don't worry about it it's it's fine I,
0: i'm i'm just saying it's been ruined for me I, I will say that i can't hear those words and not hear the drop <laughs> i'm but, just saying uh, that yeah. does bring up a good point i have done some work on refreshing the thursday night board so uh, for Ooh. those who don't know that's a tease out thursday night we do a live stream every
1: thursday 7 p.m central cst um
2: new year's eve excluded this
1: week
0: there's not a game, so a straight uh, up preview. We will have Dylan back. We will spend all of Thursday previewing the NFL playoffs. So, we which won't is dive now too much into that.
2: Now called, it's no longer called Wild Card Weekend. It's called Super Wild Card Weekend.
1: Okay.
0: You're gonna hear a lot of tones from my phone. I've got a tile in my wallet. Okay. And when I put my elbow down in my wallet or I sit on it, it rings my phone. I need to fix that. So I see. I, yeah, you should work wow. on it. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, Super Wild Card Weekend is what they're calling this now. That there's three Saturday games and three Sunday games. We will preview all six of them, but we will not call it Super Wild Card Weekend.
1: No. no, no, no. Do you want to call it Super Live Stream Thursday? Or...
2: Sure, maybe we should. That sucks. Yeah, see, it, it, su- it sucks as bad as Super Wild How Card Weekend. How about Diluted
1: weekend. Bleach Thursday? <laughs> bleach in your mouth Thursday. <laughs> Oh man, bleach in your mouth. Hey, follow too much dip <laughs> on Twitter. That's too much dip with two Ps on Twitter. And too much dip podcast on Instagram. Too much dip podcast on Instagram. I'm excited for Thursday. We're gonna it's gonna be good. Dylan's chomping at the bit to get in here and it dish him takes out. I think he's getting some FOMO. He's been messaging me like, Hey man, talk about this, this and this. I'm like, All right, we'll see, man.
2: We're coming to the end of a uh, very uh, competitive dip picked season as well i would imagine
0: things are getting tight we will be picking playoff games to round this out and uh maybe we'll double up on those big boy stacks to make it spicy let's put some on the line we will decide that's what i was gonna say we need to def- decide a payoff no later than the end of thursday's episode
1: and it will not be a vanity license plate i don't know who suggested that that is just come on
0: uh, you don't want a vanity license plate that says kiss fetish no, <laughs> kiss fetish. That's not a fetish. I don't know. I don't know. You can't get it's through not a that day everyone without. Everyone does that. Tunging down the. Some boys. people like
2: it up more than others, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I have feet too, but there are people that like feet more than me.
1: Oh, Do you God. think that's
0: kept him out of the league more so than his like below average coaching? Speaking of Rex Ryan, I mean, here. it's
2: it's better for the jokes. I, I don't know.
0: I, I, I don't see how he hasn't become an offensive or defensive coordinator somewhere. Absolutely terrible just head coach. Getting
2: but. that sweet sweet ESPN money, I yeah, guess.
0: I guess so. I guess so. Um, I don't like him on
1: there. He's too critical. I don't like how he, he's he's a dick to some of these players, I, man. I, like I toothy.
2: Is it just me or it's, is there? <laughs> I haven't listened to two minutes cousin. of of pro football commentary on ESPN in years. It just there's no one there that appeals to me. There, it, which is shocking.
1: What's the, your What's your go to pregame show?
2: Well, I, I will say this. I I will put Fox on on Sunday morning. I will also say this show is terrible. It's mostly insufferable. Um, the the over laughing, the guys just laugh at everything, and none of it's funny.
1: Jimmy's the only the only thing worth worth watching. Jimmy and Strahan. Honestly.
2: Yeah. Well, and uh, Jimmy's which, fine. What's
1: our dude? ex ticket guy that hosts it?
0: Oh yeah. Um James Brown. Nope, not James no, Brown. Uh, no,
2: James Brown, consummate professional. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I find uh, Kent, Kurt Menefee to Menifee, be a, Thank you. I find him to be a lightweight. I just, like, when I switch back to CBS, James Brown, consummate professional, sits at the 60-minute desk on, on occasion.
0: Menifee jumps in and stays out of it. Like, he's never the talk of the town. He's good on transitions. It's not so He's okay. And, like, you can name, like, the fact that... Uh, Chris Fowler is so present, or not Chris Fowler? What's who's, who runs college football? Or uh, oh, I used
2: to be Fowler. Now it used it's to
0: be Fowler, and now it's uh, not Reese Davis. Davis. Yeah, Reese Davis. Like both of them are names we know, and I don't feel like that role should be that. Oh,
2: perhaps um, I, just the show itself. Like they're just not. I never learn anything. No. Jay Glazer. I, the thing that makes me maddest about these shows is the NFL. Your control. are is obligated to name their inactives at uh, ninety yeah. minutes before mm-hmm. kickoff. So at 1030, if I don't have Jay Glazer on my screen with a list of inactives behind me, I'm like, what are you doing? I And none of them do it. And they've teased Jay Glazer twice. He's all jacked. He's doing Subway commercials. I, There's a lot going on. He so my, my answer is probably no. And none of them, Under, really. Is he's the new two, Jared, Jared.
0: Two items. Glazer. I will ver- first absolutely simp for Mina Kimes, who's on a, a ESPN. But she does more than just football Phenomenal writer. She's
2: not sitting at the desk on on Countdown or whatever.
0: However, if you flip to CBS Sports Network, I think it is, Uh it does like AAC games and college basketball quite a bit. It's called Tops or that other uh, pregame show. There are a lot of trash elements about it. Um, However, one of the best ones, best parts of it is Amy Trask, who was the former chief uh, operating officer for the Raiders forever like one of the first female executives in football and was like Al Davis's right-hand woman forever. So she absolutely knows her shit inside and out uh, and is really good on camera as far as like hanging in there because she's remote and everybody else is in the studio because she's you know older and in uh, California. And she still like holds her own amongst conversations where she's not in the room. So tops, check it out. Won't say it's a good show, but Chris long or whichever son of one, one of the Longs, one of the long there. kids is actually really, really good. Kind of like Golic, the kids might be better than the parents there. Has Phil Sims ever
2: said anything interesting?
0: That is a kid who I couldn't see less of.
2: Oh, Chris! Chris. Yeah, we we don't need. Yeah, they're everywhere. Collinsworth.
1: I prefer too many of them. I prefer the CBS crew because it is it feels it feels like more you're getting more business out of it. Like they're not they're not farting around. Bill Cower just has a presence about him.
0: Yeah, Is, is that because you're wearing his
1: mustache? It is indeed. <laughs> he's a guy that like people wanted to. They rumored like, oh, the Cowboys should go get Bill Cowher. That's they need a guy, like Years. Bill Cowher, forever. It's like, dude, he is not gonna. He is not coaching in Dallas.
2: Jerry's not hiring that guy. No, he's the opposite. Of he, had, he tried that
0: with Parcells.
3: Anyway,
1: we're,
0: we're way off topic. We are. But I think, yeah. but I think uh, you know. Whatever. Let's just pivot it's right into
1: uh, NFL. Want to do that? Sure, we unless you bump, want to talk we can, about. We can bump the. We can bump the read. Oh, okay. We'll bump the read.
2: We should probably start with the Sunday night game because that's what everyone, if one, it's topical and it's also what everyone's talking about. Uh, the Eagles basically surrendered last night and the Washington football team won the NFC East. Uh, what What was that?
1: Uh, I was trying to watch this and play uh, Warzone. <laughs> even though I, it, and it was just me being just a sick human who, even though the, you know the boys, I was playing the what if game in my head. And um, Jalen Hurts, from what I watched, he wasn't having a good game. He wasn't having a bad game. He accounted for two of their scores, and they pulled him, which I think I think he had said, Doug Peterson said before the game, that he wanted to get Sudfeld some reps. But he's been on the squad for like two or three years, right? Like <laughs> they know what they have.
0: several games for them. They know what they have in Sudfeld. You have the Seinfeld <laughs> button? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was the most inexplicable decision I've ever seen in a game that shouldn't have mattered. But I think if you were going to go into it and saying I needed to see Nate Sudfeld, roll his ass out there start in him. the first quarter. Like, Jalen Hurts had started a few games. You've seen what Jalen Hurts can do. And frankly— But you haven't
2: seen enough of it.
0: You haven't seen like, enough of Like, uh,
2: three-plus games, isn't oh, it? You'd uh, like to audience. get— You know, you might as well get an extra quarter of Jalen Hurts.
0: But Jalen Hurts, you're not extending or not this year. And it's not a two-a situation where you need to know, am I building my franchise around him? To a certain extent, you need to answer that question because it affects uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, Yeah, if Carson's going to be gone anyway. The problem I have with it is they were really playing with a a difference between like the seventh pick and maybe the tenth pick had they won. You know, still wouldn't be going to the playoffs, but they would have fallen back a few spots. There is some difference there in, like, draft value because it affects you, you know, on through the draft. But, like, there's no reason not to go forward and try to win that game. Like, you are absolutely losing the room. Uh, and I think you said that last night. Like, you're not coming back from that with the with no. players if they didn't go into the game knowing that was expected. Like, for all we know, he told his team that. But if they didn't, if he didn't, dude, you're cooked.
2: Well, we talk about – we just talked about how NFL pundits are, like, the least – Ser- I mean, they're serious, but, like, least funny. They take themselves more seriously than pundits of other sports, right? Yes. I've never seen such a, a a one-sided Twitter outpouring last night as former athletes, pundits. Ev- every person who watches an NFL game is just like, I've never seen tanking like this, and I'm personally offended by it. And it was just inexplicable is the only word yeah, to um, describe it.
1: Yeah, from that standpoint, it kind of made me happy to see <laughs> How, uh, how, how, how bummed some of the Giants uh, alumni were. Okay. There
2: were two yeah. other things that stood out to me. <laughs> One, this game was played in Philly without fans. What in the world does that look like if there's a full stadium of fans and that dude comes out on the field? Batteries. There's batteries. We're hearing the booze from from South Austin. Like that is,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: just a wild turn of events. And two, that game long before the fourth quarter was fucking terrible. Was Both those game. NFC East games were awful. And like the first like seven possessions of the second half of the the Sunday night game were three and outs and just pathetic. I so will say th- though, that's how that that division deserved to go out in just you know terrible fashion.
0: The first half did give I think bigger than even the Sudfeld situation, which I think deserves a lot of attention, was Peterson's decision not to kick the field goal to tie the game at seventeen and to go for it on fourth and two on like the seven or fourth and goal on like the seven. Basic, you know, and and Hurts just missed. It was the last drive before half, basically, obviously cost him a guaranteed three points. It was a chip shot within you know twenty yards, and you come back and you lose by six. I'm not saying they wouldn't have lost twenty to seventeen, but that's when he, he was showing his cards. Like, okay, we're not, you know, trying to win here. That that was a warrant. Had Jalen Hurts not started in the second half, that would have been you know more explicable. But hey, Eagles, I don't know. Again, if this was predetermined, he's Peterson's most likely okay. If it wasn't, wouldn't be shocked if he's not on the chopping block.
1: What's the deal with putting me in?
0: <laughs> Abrupt oh, ending Jerry. on that one. <laughs> I don't yeah. know which character that was, but whatever.
1: I would have been mortified if uh, if the Cowboys had won yesterday and like everything was riding on that. Not that I had any delusion that they would make any noise in the playoffs, but just because it's more content for me personally, selfishly. Yeah. Like, oh, I have something to kind of watch and, and at least be on Twitter for. And, and you know, it's a, it, it's cool to have your team in the playoffs, even if they have no chance and they're going to get boat raced by Brady. But, oh, my God, dude. Poor Giants fans.
2: Uh, as I outlined today on Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. There we go. Uh, I'm thankful the Cowboys lost or just didn't make the playoffs because – it makes one. It makes sober January much easier. You're doing They're, it. You're doing sober January. I, I'm doing it again. I've done it many times. I'm and, doing
1: sober weeknight January. Just in, if you're oh, wondering. Oh,
2: lovely. That's that's good. Well,
0: I'm going to say emotionally sober all month long.
2: Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And uh,
0: you're not going to drink bleach all January.
2: <laughs> it's bleach-free January. Uh, Starting here it off for the with Dippers.
0: a one-day cleanse.
2: But you know, I, I don't have to drink my way through a, a Cowboys four-touchdown beatdown. Antonio Brown would do something. There's a one thousand percent chance if they faced the Cowboys, he would have done something very disrespectful to the Cowboys. Probably had three touchdowns, dance on the star, did something. The
0: Cowboys would have done something very disrespectful, but we'll That's get true. there. Well, yeah, um, we'll
2: get to them later. Um, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> but I, I think if you're a Giants fan, you've got to you've got to hate Peterson. That, it's it's a weird, weird. It's just weird. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about some coaches that have been fired? I would like to. All right. Well, let's do that. Uh, the playoffs are set, obviously, and as we mentioned, we will uh, preview the games on Thursday's Bleach in the Mouth live stream. Uh, <laughs> but the Jets, Jags, Colts, and Chargers have all fired their coaches. Uh, the Jets fired Adam Gase like the minute the game ended. They didn't wait for Black Monday or whatever it's called, which I found I really enjoyed that uh, just to show that they're not messing around. None of these should be – wait, I have Colts here. The Colts have not fired their coach.
0: You, It was Chargers, I think. Is what yeah, I'm sorry. Have, yeah.
2: The The Jets, Jags, and Chargers have so far fired their coaches. None of these are surprising. Did and, you see uh, where
1: Gase's name is being thrown around?
2: Yes. Adam Gase, uh, rumored to be the offense coordinator at Alabama, or in the mix, along with, with the dude from the Texans. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Whew. Woof. Oh, woof. Woof. I mean, it,
0: how it's, long is that charade going to keep going <laughs> that Saban just brings in? Like, I, I, Adam Gates is an absolutely terrible head coach. I don't think he's a particularly strong offensive coordinator, but I think there's value and like high level experience in that position to where if you're just a cog in like an Alabama machine, like Sabin will get something out of you or any other coach would if you were on the staff.
2: I did see a great tweet yesterday that said, uh, Two is it, uh, a picture of two is it factor, and it was just yeah. these four wide receivers that they have at Alabama that are just the baddest dudes on the planet and have proven it in the league with Judy and everybody else. Judy with the 92-yard touchdown that yesterday. The picture was
0: also missing, missing like Najee Harris and Josh Jacobs and like seven NFL linemen Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the a po- defense that right. averaged like 10 points game. The point against-
2: <laughs> being that, like, yes, they put up 50 points yeah. a game. And we'll talk about this one later with Sarkeesian. But, yes, they've averaged 50 points a game. It's right. impressive. It's awesome. They're dynamic. There's a lot of studs there.
0: Are there any NFL coaching candidates that interest y'all? I mean, and I can read through the list. I mean, Brian Dabbel, the OC for the Bills, is going to end up somewhere. Eric Bienname should have had a job a year ago. He did turn down the Jets' job. I believe he had the opportunity to take that last year, if I remember correctly. Um, he'll likely get more offers again this year. Wake um, Martindale, offense or defense coordinator uh, for the Ravens, is out there. There's been talk about Matt Campbell. Being offered NFL jobs, a little strange to me. That's
2: Urban is out there too. <laughs> yeah, well, I, there's, he,
0: he's, he's, he's he's got a table reserved.
2: The the narrative behind college coaches considering NFL jobs now more than they have in the past because mm-hmm. Kingsbury, when he came, was the first in four years. Is that with the new transfer rules and the new likeness rules, where there it's just gonna you're gonna have to work harder to keep your kids you have to recruit them there and nobody likes recruiting to begin with. And then once you get them on campus, you have to continue to kind of recruit them, uh, is going to be just, there's just too many headaches where if there's an NFL opportunity, you just go coach football.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's weird because like every time the, the, there's a cowboy search, it's like the 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 hot college coach gets his name thrown in there. Last last year was Lincoln Riley, right? right.
0: Lincoln Urban and Matt Rule were Matt all three names that were quote unquote in the pot. But yeah, I think Rule was probably at the bottom of the list for cowboy fans. At and,
1: least. and interestingly, their their OC apparently had the job at Boise State. Still very confused about
0: that. Troy made that really weird yesterday he did i don't know why he didn't accept it but i guess micah just gave us all of these reasons as to why you wouldn't accept yeah. it like in I, my opinion you can always go back to being an oc he's proven himself and he can get out like while his his stock is high as an nfl oc i don't think anybody would knock him if he fails as a college co- college coach say go get keller more he'd be a decent oc well, and life. i
2: think that works even more the other way if yeah. you're an off if you're a college coach and you're successful and you go to the nfl and you fail it does not stop you from getting another college job. Look at Nick Saban. Right. I mean, like, th- th- there's a bunch of these examples of dudes. You're, if nothing else, your profile gets raised, even if you fail. Bobby Petrino got an SEC job. Like, th- this is, there's a long history of that. So, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I go take $6 million a year from somebody. And even if it goes terribly for three years, well, sure I go yeah. take the best college football job available a I, year later. I, I don't would know. say,
0: in those situations, like the very rare exceptions of like Ohio State, Oklahoma, even Dan Mullins coming up in some conversations for coaching jobs too. Oh, I think you reserve those top five to six schools as kind of exceptions to the rule. Like you're not leaving if you're Bama or anywhere where you're getting paid eight, nine million a year as a college coach. Yeah. Unless things keep going the way that they are to make their jobs harder and harder and harder.
1: I don't know. You better bring that bleach if the Mullins are coming to town. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of kissing.
0: But, yeah, Irvin Meyer's been tied to the Jaguars job. Um, it's rumored that basically it's his if he wants it, and he's been calling around to see if he can put together a staff. He was at the Ohio State-Clemson game, which I think that's more for being at Ohio State game than being there to see Trevor, who's assumed to be the number one pick. As Trevor Lawrence's girlfriend did tweet out, like, thanks for the memories, basically. Uh, to Clemson, so are
1: people? Do people really think he was there to see Trevor? No, uh, like, there's was, not enough tape on Trev.
0: There's, or, it was a dumb tweet.
2: Yeah, like see in every game he's played since high school hasn't been on national television. <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah, I don't think it was in all seriousness. It was, just, he, they were, he was there, and that was the the line that got sent out um, for the Jags job of the four that are available right now. What do you feel like – or of the three, I guess. Well, the, three, Texans oh, Texans the Texans' job. Texans are going to hire a new yeah, coach. That's the So those four, what do you feel like is the strongest available? You've got the Chargers with clearly the strongest quarterback situation.
2: The Texans might argue with you. Oh, I'm sorry. And, I, it's you not know, on if your you side. Re- I keep thinking And story. if you believe in Trevor Lawrence, you've got him in Jacksonville now.
0: And you've got the strongest draft haul of any team yes. by a long shot next year. You've got two ones, two twos, a 3, two fours. Two fives and then seven, like they've got so they many got picks. guys.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the Texans' job is interesting because obviously they have Deshaun, and but no, they no have draft no, draft no draft capital. <laughs> they have no draft capital, and their ownership is in management is, I mean, well documented. Terrible. So you got to have a guy who is at least a player's coach, right? Because I mean, there's, there's no way Deshaun's happy right now. I don't know what his his deal. JJ like. Watt
2: wants out of town.
0: Yeah, that's oh god. I'm so happy we missed that J.J. Watt rant. I was not on board with that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the strongest option is. I, for me, I would probably say Chargers, pending what the Jags' landscape looks like after the J- draft.
1: Oh, you're saying, like, which would be the best destination? Mm-hmm. Um, the most
0: attractive job based on current uh, roster and, and, and per- projected roster. I mean, Chargers is the answer. Uh, aside from the fact that you've got to play Patrick Mahomes twice, I think so.
1: I mean you know you have an offense that can put up points. They lost a lot of close games this year, right?
0: Uh Chargers, yeah. yeah. They lost an absurd amount of close games. Like yes. 6 or 7 by less than yeah, 10. Yeah, they I feel like so they're
1: like. always competitive. So yeah, that would be my and choice. And you got
0: Bosa?
2: Yeah, they got some players, it's LA.
1: But there might be more pressure to win sooner. Like where if you take like the Jacksonville job and assuming you take Lawrence, like you got a couple years to develop him, so No doubt. Interesting. Don't
0: tell that to Cliff Kingsbury. Who uh, people are absolutely shredding. Um, he had some boneheaded decisions. I guess he punted with like four minutes to go in a game that was very winnable and would have gotten them into the playoffs. But people are asking for his head. It's not going to happen. But...
1: Who posted his um, his record as a head coach? Like overall, going back to college,
0: I saw that it drives me insane. Like I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is you know, Bill Belichick or anything like that. But I think what he's done in the NFL compared to what everyone's expectations of him doing has been been decent. Um, certainly had they won the game yesterday, we would all be talking about Cliff, like, hey, this worked. So they would have been yeah. – it was a win in their end situation.
2: I think I said this as being in this season, but last year they should have won. Like the expectations mm-hmm. were for them to win three or four games. I think they won five or six. Right. This year, the expectation was to go eight and eight. They went eight and eight, eight and eight. They they looked most of the season to be ahead of schedule in a rebuild. The pressure comes next year for Cliff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a tough loss for them. I mean, I, 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 who is LA's? I mean, who who is the Rams' starting quarterback? Exactly. Well, his name
0: is Walford. I, I I don't know like, where the guy's from. You can't from. lose that game when, when it's
2: a win in, the, win in your end game against a guy who doesn't play.
0: Yeah. Especially when you know you've got all of your weapons offensively, you are playing one of the best defenses in the league. So you know your strength on strength there, but it just was—it was an ugly game, up and down.
1: Um, They'll get Chandler Jones back next year. I feel like he's not talked about enough. I just like referencing. Him I forgot I that Johnny he was out Bones all Jones year. Guy. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. That dude's a monster. Um, him and Isaiah Simmons on the same defense is going to be great. I don't think they figured out Isaiah Simmons yet, but. He had a, he had a fumble, uh, forced fumble yesterday that just – it's one of those things you see, people who see the game quicker than everybody else in the field. He's just like running up to make a tackle. He sees the ball, and just like Peanut Williams is out. It's a peanut Tillman. It Tillman. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Bears talk for you.
2: Indeed. Uh, you oh, guys hey. – Do you want to go to the early window, or you want to talk about <laughs> Grammarly?
1: You know what? I would love to talk about Grammarly. I think we should. I've been sending a lot of emails over the break. Have you been doing that?
2: I, I sent my an email newsletter out to people. Uh, you could subscribe at <laughs> michaelwiner.substack.com.
1: There's more to clear effective communication, Micah, than just catching a spelling mistake here or there, you know? It's true. Nothing more embarrassing. Grammarly Premium gives you real-time feedback and insights to help you elevate your writing through tone, word choice, clarity, and more. That's some, you know, I have I have trouble sometimes, you know, f- using the right word. I don't I want to be different. I want, to, I want to be unique. Grammarly gives you that option. It, basic, it basically tells you, like, no, nah, this sentence is bad. You could have used a better word here. It's very helpful. It's it like is. a safety net for your emails or for whatever communication you're using. We get so many messages and documents, things start to blend together or sound the same. More effective writing is the key to making better connections. Grammarly Premium gives you real-time insights, like I said. even guides you on tone, which Dylan's not here. Dylan will admit, terrible on tone. He just sometimes comes across as very blunt. Okay? Love the guy. But he knows it. Grammarly has helped him out big time. Big time.
2: What I like the most about Grammarly is how easily it syncs to everywhere that I write. Uh, Either my Substack, as I mentioned, michaelweiner.substack.com, or uh, on it it, it it will improve your tweets if you open google docs yep. no matter where you're working email it automatically just syncs it's easy it gives you a little red light green light it's a really cool tool and it's so easy
1: i'm a big fan i wonder if bean dad would have had grammarly if he would have it would have told him just don't do this tweet storm
0: it would have worked out a little bit better for <laughs> old bean dad level up your writing for work school
1: personal projects, passion projects, whatever. The premium features include advanced suggestions on grammar, punctuation, structure, and style. It's the perfect writing tool for anybody. And guess what? We have a special offer. Level up. Elevate your writing with 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at grammarly.com slash bang. Bang. Again, grammarly.com slash bang. Bang. That'll get you 20% off Grammarly Premium. Grammarly.com slash bang.
3: Woo.
2: Woo. Uh, let's go to the early games because I I believe it was eight games in the eight early games, eight late games, or there were eight late games. There was definitely an octave box in the, uh, the late afternoon window. Uh, the bills killed the dolphins in a game. The dolphins had to have to make the playoffs. Uh, the bills clinched the number two seed. Tough bills. Bills are a problem. They look great. They've completed a 13, three season, uh, Josh Allen has set every record in franchise history, which is impressive. Tua looked awful. Basically, the Fins were eliminated. Uh, they do get the number 3 pick in the draft because they own the Texans' pick. Yep. Um, oh my God. And so now the, the conjecture will start as to whether they're going to take one of these quarterbacks and and toss Tua aside. I will say this in Tua's defense. And A little breaking news here. The Dolphins have fired their offense coordinator, Chan Gailey.
1: Oh, no.
2: So, if there was ever a reason to cut some, some cut someone some slack, it's if they've spent their rookie year <laughs> the playing farm. under mm-hmm. Chan Gailey.
0: Just going out and digging up some Vidalias. I'd, it blows my mind that programs like LSU had to fire freaking Scott Linehan and Bo Pelini this year. That the Miami effing Dolphins are firing Chan Gailey in 2020, 2021, like, for NFL teams to be looking at head coaches like Cliff Kingsbury and Zach Taylor, like how does that not trickle down to someone like taking a flyer on an offense coordinator? This might be the only realm in which like Jerry Jones kind of gets some shit right by like hiring Kellen Moore as like an OC way before he was ready to be ready. And you know, in fact, he's ready. Like that. So ridiculous. Anyways.
2: Wait, you mean if you you can't bring a guy who's been out of football for four years into your organization? That's no,
1: no, no. But he has like a, a farmhouse where he's been doing analytics deep dives. <laughs> Do yeah. you have one of those? I, I
2: no, you don't. I haven't. I've never gotten paid to not work. <laughs> I'm a, so I'm a fan of a team. As soon as that, I, uh, as soon as that happens, I will build a, a shed.
0: <laughs> I'm a fan of a team that hired uh, Coughlin to be their like czar of everything football for several years. He did get us the AFC championship, but he also like. Put like a stopwatch over people's training tables, and we're like, if you're not done, set with all rehab, the clocks ahead of. Time. Yeah. micromanagement. Oh yeah. my gosh. Anyhow, um, so yeah, Dolphins lost. <laughs> yeah, Tua, man.
1: I don't know. That sucks. I, I mean, I've kind of bought into the Tua story. You know, I I don't know. After that, that hip injury, I was buying into the he. He's not going to play again. He may not play again. That's a pretty serious injury. And now it just looks like he's credibly average. Hard to say. Very early. Very early.
2: You know, the smartest thing that I've heard about him is that everyone says his ceiling is left-handed Drew Brees. That he's accurate, that he moves well enough in the pocket, that he's, you know, he's an extremely accurate passer. The problem has also been this time is he is unable to throw the ball down the field like Drew Brees has this season, which is more concerning. Um,
0: but why would a team like the Dolphins ever get rid of a Drew Brees when they've got like some potential injury issues? It's,
2: it's a great question. It's a great question.
1: If I'm in Miami, I'm saying I can't have that. I got to have a guy whose ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. If I'm a if I'm a Dolphins fan, uh, Fields, man, he's he's obviously the second guy off the board, second quarterback off
0: the Unless board. Unless my right? nightmare comes true, but we'll get there. Oh, all right. Let's keep oh. moving. Uh,
2: the Ravens, <laughs> yeah, Ravens, uh, take care of business. They kick the shit out of the Bengals 38 to three. They clinch a spot in the playoffs. The one thing that I would say about the AFC playoffs, I feel like the best teams are in the the right mm-hmm. teams are in here. There's like three weeks ago, it looked like the Ravens weren't going to get in. It, um, I mean, you can say, Oh, uh, you well, the Browns got in, then that's the next yeah. game here. The Browns hold on, they beat the Steelers. Uh, Steelers fail at a two point conversion. The Browns make the playoffs for, I don't know, seven, first time in 17 years, however Mason long it's Rudolph been. Rudolph keep his head? Yes.
0: Okay. As far as
1: I know.
2: Uh, 22-24. Browns are in. Um, I, I don't know. There's not a whole lot else to say. They, they beat the Steelers with Mason Randolph at quarterback, which is always fun. If, they,
1: if the Browns blew that game, they would have ran those guys out of town, right? Like, that's it for Baker. I didn't watch any of that game. I don't know if he was decent or not. I know the Steelers are great organization, good defense. They've been wasn't playing,
0: and they had other people – yeah. Out. Bake
2: Bake played well. He moved around a little bit. Um
1: they will play again
0: next week, which we will they,
2: preview Thursday. They're in the playoffs. So good for them. The Bucks uh rolled past the Falcons. They were already a playoff team, but
0: that's your other open job, by the way. 44
2: 27 Yeah, the Falcons also a job that I don't know if I'd be too interested in.
0: You're stuck with Matt Ryan for another year or two.
2: Yeah. The Packers beat the Bears 16 in Chicago. Uh the Packers clinch the number one seed and a bye week next week. Somehow though, the Bears still made the playoffs. I, I I saw the I was running around in the afternoon and I saw the group chat that said, Hey, congrats, Randy, on your Bears making the playoffs and I looked down and figured they must have won the game. No, they lost and still uh, made it.
0: Because of the Cardinals.
2: Because the Cardinals shit the bed. Yep. I'll say this about the As Bears they though.
0: They
1: found their guy at quarterback. I think going forward. I think they've got the guy.
0: If they saved Mitch Trubisky and uh, Matt Nagy's jobs in this whole cluster of a season, that's just
1: that's great. Is it not toxic? Like I'm, I'm hearing, I've read that you know he's no one like he has no relationship anymore with management with ownership.
0: Who Nagy? Trubisky. Oh Trubisky.
1: Like I mean every like he knows that they all want him out. Like is it is that salvageable? I guess winning can save any, save anything, but
2: I mean if they win another playoff game, you or if they win a playoff game. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I also think they're likely to get beat by three touchdowns this week, and, and maybe they, they can run everybody out of town. I don't Not know. Not to
0: bring everything back to the Jags, but it's a very Blake Bortles esque situation. Mm. Wow. Bortles took him to the AFC title game, you know, got, got the extension. out of it. I guess, damn it, you can't say that. Got screwed out of it. Um, got an extension, really, but, you know, was gone after that next year. So I think Trubisky's back, and if he struggles next year, they make a move. But they'll have to suffer for two or three years if they don't make that jump now. At least you're in the tournament, Randy. I'm Gel. Khalil Max. playing playoff football. That's all you can ask for.
2: That's always fun. Uh, the Colts beat the Jags, clinched the final AFC spot in the early window. Uh, got a not, little close at the end. Did they, they it, it
0: got down to 7 or 10 or something like who that. Who was that.
2: playing for the Jags at quarterback? Was it Minshew or was, uh, no. it, um, was it Glennon?
0: They let Glennon start again, which – Cool. That's just weird to go. It's a very Jeremy Lynn situation that we had with uh, Minshew. Like they overhyped, over promoted, and over pushed him, and he got hurt. He didn't have any bad games to lose his job. He got injured, and then he came back and played average or below average. And
2: they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna uh, stick with oh Mike Glennon." He was twenty-eight also. of twenty-nine
0: in two touchdowns in the first game to beat the Colts. Got injured in the second game, and then they were just like, "Hey, we have a shot at Trevor Lawrence." Sorry, Gardner.
1: And much like Jeremy Lin, he inexplicably put his hair in cornrows, which people forget. Yeah, very strange.
0: <laughs> That's when I was out on Gardner. That was the what? moment I was done. What?
1: So he's just,
0: he knows he's done there, so he's just doing bits? What's going on? I don't know. It probably fits in Jacksonville.
2: I like it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Almost something that biscuit. I don't like. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God. They lay an egg. They lose to the Giants 23-19.
0: What was their situation going into yesterday for playoffs? They again?
2: needed a win plus a Washington football team loss. Yeah. which So they wouldn't have made the playoffs anyway. Win or but, tie. Oh, it was a win or a tie. Win or tie for the— uh, Well, that makes it even more inexplicable, right. the two decisions that Mike McCarthy made or didn't make. The the one he didn't make being not challenging a very questionable uh, pass perception yeah. that led to a 50-yard field goal for the Giants that uh, gave them a a four-point lead. And then earlier, choosing not to kick a field goal, which would have tied the game, uh, he just does something wrong every week.
1: Also, no, not going for two. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, not not
2: so. going for two to make it a three point game. Uh, you end up losing by four and running out of time. Uh, where if you all you needed was a field goal, the, you could have gotten down the field.
1: The analytics guy, he went. He did not they follow the analytics. Like, no, I mean every like from what I've heard, from what I've read, it said, yeah, no, the book says go for go for two here. Make it a three-point game. He did not do that.
0: Traditionalists would say, "Don't chase points that early in the game. There's Leave a your bit of th- third quarter." Your need I think for right. Or I'm saying like it's the same mentality. That's the like only if defense. You need Fifteen on your first touchdown, you go for the extra point. On your second one, you go for two. Whereas somebody with analytics might say, "Go for two initially." Uh, so and I mean possession. Don't
2: forget, money. he spent a year in a cabin studying <laughs> football. Oh no, so I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that that, that would be
0: the argument. I don't know that I'm positive that it was so cut and dry for that incompletion that Agree. He should be getting torched for that. So I, Did you I, I don't know how much of this you heard. I think or, he should or, still or be saw.
1: I think he should be getting torched for it. I think in at that like if that's in like the second quarter or something like yeah, it's probably not worth it. I it's probably like a 60/40, maybe a 70/30 proposition because we've seen a lot of like plays like that not get overturned or, right. and sure. you're like, "Wait, that looked pretty cut and dry." Um, but from where it was in the game, I mean, yeah, you're risking one timeout. You're down – what were they down at that point? Oh, they were down – They were uh, down one. They were down one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, – or two. I don't know what it was. But. Yeah,
2: it was one because it made – they end up losing by four. And so you get a field f- goal. A 50- so it's the difference between winning with a field goal and having to score. New York would have so. had yeah. to opponent punted because they would have had a 60-yard
1: right. field goal, which they weren't And have. you would
0: have been going down to get only a field goal, not a touchdown.
1: Yeah. So I don't know what their um, – what it looks like up in the booth, like how many people they have reviewing that stuff. That's like tell I, cause I don't put it on McCarthy. Like he's looking up at the big screen and I don't know how good their big screen is. I don't know. Like if they, and they're
0: not going to show you on the road, right? If it's anything close, you get fucking, Let's all go to the lobby. Kiss you know, cam candy. time. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, a good indicator is when the other team is rushing out there to get to snap before you can throw the flag. Maybe you should throw the flag. There might be something there.
0: Yeah, that's that. Read the bot. Read the fucking room. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: Coaching. And it, was, it was close enough to where he wouldn't be killed if it if it the place stood and like they lost the timeout and that's how they lost. Like I don't think he would have been getting flamed.
0: And I think he could have just called the timeout and waited for more information and then decide whether or not a challenge it doesn't matter. You can once you call the timeout might as well use it. But right. if then if you use a challenge, you get to keep that timeout. Like you could have skirted the line there. But my my thought or guess of how it went is hey, what's it look like and whoever is on the other side of that headset did not sound confident and it's, it's they probably said it's close. That person's not coming back. Cuz the ball hit the ground, it did move, but it didn't in any frame look like the guy lost possession of the ball. But it did hit the ground and move. So whatever your interpretation of the rule is, like, that guy was like, he said that and he said it's close. And Mike McCarthy said, I need those three timeouts. If it's too close, we can't afford to lose them. And I think playing to keep your timeouts versus playing to prevent points is an ass nine decision.
1: Let me say this. We've been deprived of seeing um, emotion. What, yeah. <laughs> with the mask stuff, like, I don't know what McCarthy's facial expressions look like. Cause you know Garrett, that was a big thing with Garrett. People, the big creepy smile. Creepy smile. Clapper had the tool belt, <laughs> which just all the tools on it. Uh, I like think McCarthy, the Batman not is
0: my favorite. Which one? Where they call it the Batman like ba- uh, <laughs> utility belt? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't. I don't know what to make. I don't know how McCarthy what his um, demeanor is on the sideline there. Like did, I, that would have been a great great instance, Robert. Like is he flustered? Is he like? Is he like you know? yelling at anybody i don't know you can't tell because of the damn mask which i get i'm not saying they shouldn't be wearing masks even though i think they're all very 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 tested but i don't know that was just an absolute turd I'm i glad I'll they just, lost
2: i'll put a bow on this Cowboys season we started it or at least i did complaining about mike mccarthy and we're going to finish it ending about mike mccarthy you and i are on a, a text chat with uh, dan Register, who is battling covid or so we believe well, he did eat an onion he at least has lost his uh sense of Tell him taste me and a smell.
0: i've got a i've got an idea for him
2: oh oh yeah <laughs> he should have tried the uh the kj method <laughs> it couldn't hurt uh but anyway he, well, he wouldn't taste the bleach it anyway the, mm-hmm. the way that things are going for him that being said he just said how can a team with all these weapons go what what'd they finish six and ten not make the playoffs mm-hmm. And Mike McCarthy totally crapped the bed and and cost this team at least two wins this season. At least season. two games. At I least agree. two. And this team should have... They're better than the Washington football team on paper. They've got three stud-wide receivers. They have a, a running back they pay way too much money for but should be a difference maker who's just a guy. The defense was terrible to start the season. It's just... It was a, a terrible season, and it ended in terrible fashion, and they suck, and I hate them. And I hope Mike McCarthy... Eats his way out of the league.
0: This is, that's, in, I, that's I don't even works. know how he would do that, but I, <laughs> I
2: just go have some cheeseburgers and get away. Oh.
0: In a nutshell, that's my biggest gripe with Cowboys fans always. is like the Cowboys aren't better than the Washington football team. They are not. The Washington football team's defense is legitimate enough to stand up to that team. We saw it two games in a row. McCarthy aside, like Chase Young, that D line is better than what the Cowboys rolled out there. Well, I, here's I what really I would think say. You can summarize the season and not acknowledge like you've got no Tyron. You have a half season without. Um, no Zach name? Martin Zach Martin no like whole tyrant, offensive no Ohio yeah. yeah like you're, you've you got so many missing pieces like if I'm talking about the Eagles season I'm talking about injuries and then how much of a shit show they were Doug Peterson deserves to be flamed but it's not an excuse it is a part of the source same well, for the it countless. is and
2: we'll talk about UT in a minute when you talk about expectations from the fan base 100% now, that's all true and it's unrealistic but at the same time Washington football team they have a, a, a quarterback who had half his leg removed, <laughs> he's starting at quarterback. Their other quarterback that they played last week, they they cut him the minute after the game in it because he was hanging out at titters the week of the, week of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Did we even talk they've, about They've, we, they've had a nightmare of a season. And their coach got cancer. And they still fought through to win seven well, they'll games. be in the playoffs. they we, got we good story. They've got them. the best
1: storylines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess storyline was that our OC turned down the Boise State job. Yeah, congrats. <laughs>
2: and Jerry rewarded him with a three year extension.
0: And that Jerry's wearing double masks, apparently. Yeah. Just get like good one. riddance. Got to think it must have gotten close to him. Um, yeah, the note that Fox put up about Still the NFC East having 11 quarterbacks starting in that division thats that's absurd. Absurd. But again, it's to uh, Gary Gilbert. It's an excuse for everybody until the game starts and then you're you're held against your original expectations. So as an outsider, I think the Cowboys will be way above expectations next year, except for four Cowboys expectations, which will be we should be thirteen and three or better because yeah, we're yeah, getting better. all these people back. And we've got a tenth round or a tenth pick to add to the mix. Like they're gonna win twelve plus games next year. I'm confidently saying
1: that. Do you think Sam Ellinger will be there at ten for us?
0: Do, do I want to repeat what the reply was <laughs> No, don't. According to source, he might be there at 10 p.m. on Saturday night.
1: Dylan, <laughs> not a big fan. Um, yeah, I got nothing else on him. It is, it is what it is, man. I, they were competitive into the last week. Okay, this is one thing I'll give them. They were competitive into the last week with a backup, which is something that I don't think ever happened with Garrett. Like, Garrett was – if they lost Romo for, for six weeks – they were going one and five,
0: if that. That was what, the four and 12 season? Yeah. And that's how you got you know, Zeke and Dak, I guess. well, Dak's, Matt Castle. Dak was a lot uh fluke there. And even if McCarthy cost you games, Atlanta game should have been a loss. I still think you're a sixth less, six and under win team. So it's a shit show. Glad it's over with.
1: I'm yeah. done with the boys.
2: Good. Me too.
0: We're still the boys, though.
2: Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, The Rams beat the Cardinals we talked about earlier. The Rams are in the playoffs. This is a team that I don't think is one of the seven best teams in the NFC at the moment, especially without Jared Goff, but we'll see. They'll be a fun team to bet against for some people. The Titans beat the Texans. The Texans, 41-38 was the final score they get in the playoffs. Henry went over 2,000 yards. This was one of the most classic Houston Texans games of all time. Can I read you
0: his uh, or Deshaun Watson's 2020 stats real quick? On the Texans' record was what, 4 and 12? Uh huh. Finished 4 and 12. Sean Watson, 5,267 yards, 36 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He was first in passing yards, 10th in attempts. So that's good. Wow. So first for average per attempt at 8.9 yards an attempt. Passer rating, second overall at, uh, well, it's at second, 112. Okay. Yeah. Second overall behind Aaron Rodgers, who has an MVP, unquestionable MVP season. And, uh, and then Patrick Mahomes is a distant bird at 108.2. Uh, so Deshaun Watson was absolutely out of his mind this year with like Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, and Will Fuller at wide receiver. And for he-
2: half of the season, you know, before Will Fuller disappeared for the last four weeks yeah. due to drugs issues. Oh, yeah. yeah and babies. they traded the—not they not to mention—I mean, an unbelievable year for him. Just a wasted. And then— just the end of that game last yesterday was amazing. Where they, uh, the Titans go in and score with about two minutes left. Of course, he leads them down the field for a game tying field goal with I think it was eighteen seconds, twenty seconds, whatever it is. Somehow that they give up a long pass play, uh, yeah. just a fifty yard bomb, and then they they doink a field goal off the upright and through Texans lose.
0: I want to see the Titans and Bills play in playoffs so badly. Like those two teams, when clicking at all cylinders, are just really, really fun to see. Derrick Henry, it's just fucking terrifying to see that man run.
2: He, he, it's very rare to me that I I feel like guys that dominate in college uh, on that level Mm -hmm. step into the league and dominate. A lot of times, the Heisman Trophy winner just doesn't, you know, you get, I think, feel like there's more Mark Ingrams than Derrick Henrys. The dude is the baddest dude in the league. And, uh, Good good for them. I mean, they they need to score 41 points to win, though, every week. That defense has been terrible all season, and I would anticipate they, they will get killed in a playoff game. But uh, then again, they can go for 41 at any point.
0: Do we need to give a sneaky shout-out to Romeo Cornell? Being the oldest coach in the NFL, I don't think anyone's looking at the Texans and saying, hey, he's done an outstanding job. But like like we just mentioned, like Deshaun Watson deserves all the credit. He's flipping incredible. Yes. Cornell's been – his OC all year long and made soup out of that. Uh,
2: like, I mean, again,
0: he's not the coach to win the games. Like, they've absolutely botched things. But I mean, for putting together well, a Well, The only thing offense. I would say
2: is JJ Watt, who just basically questions everyone's effort. And if you're going to question everyone's effort, you have to kind of point towards the, the head coach. I, I, I but I, I, I agree. I, who knows? I mean, I, I don't think anything is positive about the Texans. As bad as this Cowboys season was, it was twice as good. As as the season was for a Texans, so you don't game. think
0: Sarkisian's putting Romeo Cornell in offensive analyst position next year? <laughs> hey, anything is possible. <laughs> to quote a great
1: man about the Texans, I'll say this: uh, they've got a lot of poo poo, but they got some diamonds. I like it. I like well, it. Well, they can't get any more in
2: the draft because they've traded away all their <laughs> top picks.
1: How's Laramie Tunsil doing? We don't have to get into that. Um, man, you got anything else NFL? That was good.
2: Uh, yeah, we we did mention the NFL has, is rebranding Wild Card Weekend to Super Wild Card Weekend because there's now six games. Uh, three games Saturday, three games Sunday. That is dope. Don't get me wrong, and I am in on the seven-team game, seven team playoff format yeah. as opposed to six teams. I think there, there were more interesting games in Week 17. I like it, and I'm looking forward to three games Saturday and three games Sunday, but I'm not calling it Super Wild Card Weekend.
1: Do you get Nickelodeon?
2: I think I do. That's, that's a, high, uh, although no one's actually going to watch that, right? We're just going to watch the highlights on Twitter. Cause you know that anytime mm. anything wacky is going to happen, we'll see it on Twitter instantly. Talking which to a
0: man who listens to the Subi, Susie Colber audio version of the Amazon prime. Oh, with Hannah uh, Storm. Yes. With so. Hannah Storm when they, when they cover games just because, just, just because. Just like something different. Exactly. So I Which will, game is on Nickelodeon? Do uh, the, I was almost saying Falcons. It's the saints, the saints game.
1: Well did you see that they're gonna do it like a uh, coach's film room style where they're gonna have the cast of salute your shorts there just kind of breaking down the game
2: I didn't know that yeah
0: I thought it was Victoria Justice and uh, Lizzie McGuire just double teaming uh, the call the call sir <laughs>
1: like they're gonna they're gonna dunk the ball and gack?
0: exactly can't wait Ariana Grande is gonna be a halftime performer gonna meet me in the middle
1: oh okay. we're all screwed up here yep Um, okay you want to do a little college football let's move on to the kids do you want to to turn it up yeah turn it up we got ourselves a college football playoff in fact we got ourselves a little championship next Monday
2: next Monday so we can really preview this in depth on next Monday's Mm -hmm. program
1: um, man, this Saturday was kind of did Texas intentionally fire Herman the Saturday morning just to get the headlines? Because that's a very Jerry Jones the, move.
2: I did hear something that the people that are behind Sarkeesian are really excited about seeing him on national television coaching the national championship next week.
0: Are you talking about Molson or are you talking about Course?
2: I, okay, they they just think that the exposure of him coaching in that game is valuable to the brand. So oh, yeah, there's sh- some some thought that this is the timing and the whole thing. We'll get to like it. Like
1: for recruiting,
2: yeah, I guess.
1: Like Sarkeesian's going to get a lot of face time. Okay, whatever. I, guess. I mean the I same reason hurt, that I guess.
0: College Game Day like called Brent Belima from like a moving van on the way back from like Illinois's final game. Like it's anything for airtime to tie it to your program these days. I guess if we're starting with Tom Herman, just on the surface. You agree with him being gone when he was gone after winning that bowl game? Not that that was going to save him. Do you do you agree with him getting axed?
1: Um, you know, either I'm kind of could go either way. If it's for Urban Meyer or something like that, Sarkeesian just feels like a lateral hire. That might be disrespectful to Sarkeesian, but
2: there's a couple things there on on Herman being fired after the OU game. They went five and one. Mm -hmm. They would have played Kansas, so they would have gone six and one. That was the one game that was straight-up canceled. The one game they did lose was at home to Iowa State, close game. And Herman's lost a lot of close yep. games over the years and played in more close games than the other school in the country since he's been there. Uh, it seems weird to me in a pandemic where UT literally laid off 35 people in their athletic department in the last month that you were going to spend big boy money to $25 million in buyouts basically for Herman and his staff. And then whatever we're going to pay Sarkeesian. So, like, just to get rid of Herman, I'm surprised by it. And it goes if you have Urban Meyer on line one and you can sli- swipe him in, fine. Yeah. That's a home run hire. If you got Urban, I mean, Bill
1: whatever, O'Brien, Nick Saban.
2: Yeah, not Bill O'Brien.
1: <laughs> oh, but man. if you've got
2: Urban lined up, fine. Yeah. And that's the only guy out there, I mean, unless Nick Saban's coming and he's not. So, he might be. Well, that's true. He
0: absolutely is not. Um, for
2: a fact, he is not. Well, we'd have to ask Miss Terry. But anyway, none of that's oh, wow. important. Come on. My point is, Steve Sarkeesian, as Dave said, is not. He, he's just not Urban Meyer. And the fact that they they ran him off, and then five hours later they've got Sarkeesian. This university makes no effort to even attempt to show that that they considered a minority candidate to bring this guy in that day is just it's it's a wow for me.
1: I'm happy for Sarkeesian because his story is well-documented, right? The battles with alcohol at USC. He was good before that at Washington. He's had success. He's proven he
2: it. Was okay. He was they, okay. Even at Washington, they he called, called him seven-win Steve. And they there were a lot <laughs> of people. What they call him? Apparently, a lot of people at Washington weren't sad to see him leave and take the USC job. And it blew up spectacularly in his second year there. Now, we all hope that he's moved past those situations. But this is... This is, if Urban Meyer is a slam dunk, this is a half-court three-pointer, or at least a three.
0: I would say with Sarkeesian, as far as watching, like, of those seven wins, he was beating, like, top ten teams, top 25 teams for three of them or two of them. He won big games there. Uh, and, and he put Jake Locker, I believe, in the NFL, Correct. or was this after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, not like that, it's a big achievement, by the way. With the situation at Jake Locker at took USC, himself
2: out of the NFL within— three years as well
0: i I highly advocate for someone who has an admitted and open issue who's willing to seek assistance who wants to then become an advocate for like i i I don't know his history as how much he's talked about his alcohol abuse and if he's used his position to then like forward the cause in any way or doing any additional work behind the scenes if so great good hire i'm okay with all that i do agree with you that uh, you will see this hilarious tweet on Twitter. That's a redundant statement. Let me get a look. Uh, hilarious tweet. And one guy said $600 Stimmy and a picture of Tom Herman <laughs> and then a $600 Stimmy and is a picture of uh Was that a was Sarkeason?
1: that ED Shiveree?
0: I I couldn't tell you how to pronounce the guy's name.
1: That might be the one. Funny guy.
0: Four consecutive years. He's got a little something. How happy do you think he is? Twitter funny that he's not here on KJ Drink Bleach Day. Um
1: but that's, I, is that the name of this pod, <laughs> KJ Drake Bleach? I think that's that's it. Bleach but, with the but, boys.
0: I, I feel like that's one of the most accurate opinions. And if anything, I, I can't wait to hear his thoughts on Thursday about this. Like we we need to save some of this for Dylan.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. And but back to Sark. Was anyone like couldn't they have waited two days? To to hire Steve oh, Sarkisian? nobody's what, what hired rush? him. Yeah. There's no other major UT. You're UT. You're, you're Texas. Like, can't you wait to to hire it? Unless there's somebody, some big money booster says, "I want my coach. I want a shot of him in the press box on the national championship." Yeah,
1: longhorn Deep State, man. It's weird, man.
2: The whole thing is weird. The statements that were put out didn't attribute it to the athletic director. They mentioned the the president of the university or the alumni association. You've got a lot of weird moving parts at Texas. There, they're unique, um, and obviously. You know, I mentioned, how do you spend this money in a pandemic? Obviously, we know there's a bunch of rich guys. The the big money boosters are making uh, the payments. But it's still weird. I wrote about it extensively in Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter.
0: I think once Auburn did that. subscribe to for free. Available once, now. Once Auburn did it with Malzahn, like, uh, you've got enough cover fire. You're, they also the
2: received guy. plenty of ridicule for that. But at that and time, now, like, but Texas, Tim Cook
0: can say, yeah, I Texas wrote check, itself
2: check. Texas holds itself in such high esteem that, like— the Texas people would have loved to have been sitting here making fun of Auburn all week long. You spent twenty-one million dollars to make your coach go away in a pandemic, to hire and Brian now you just made you just spent twenty-five to make your coach go, disappear. So yeah. You just you've lost the moral high ground, which this university values.
0: You know who doesn't have that? Aggies who are saying they're trying to send a six-pack uh, to Austin in celebration of the hire. That is shitty.
1: Oh come on! I agree.
0: That's I not agree. good. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I didn't have anything there. No, um, the games. We're going to talk about the upcoming games, but anything out
2: of uh, one other thing on Herman. Yeah, this is great for him because he would have been basically a dead man walking next season. They weren't going to extend him. He was going to, you know, and now he walks away with fifteen million dollars and go be an analyst at Alabama and make you know forty two thousand. He was going to take get paid that, that UT way
0: Like what? What does his stock look like? Well, who hires him as a head coach next without him going back to the AAC? Like it's gonna be not a Vanderbilt type job because he's not a Vanderbilt guy um, but it's going to be lower tier big conference job like he stayed he's gonna be a Kansas perhaps but things would have got
3: like
2: if they had another season like this next year and he would have gotten fired like it would have gotten ugly and he would have Tom Herman is not the kind of person that would have handled yeah. a uh lame duck season well I like loved he would have it would have gotten worse and he would have gotten more stink on him this way he walks away with that money and I mean, if he gets another job, he gets another job. Otherwise, you know, two years from now, nobody's gonna remember it, and he'll he'll find a spot.
1: He did not fail spectacularly at Texas.
0: No,
2: no.
1: I mean, his stock is, I would say,
0: stagnant. UCLA. I'm just trying to think of like those kind of teams. Although UCLA is on the up, like on the uptick. So I don't know. Reputation. I mean, I mean, it, you know,
1: wise, no I mean, one would have with him
2: no one different. would have thought that Steve Sarkeesian would get a top-five job after the way he flamed out at USC, mm-hmm. and he just did. So it only takes one athletic director or one rich guy or whatever to make it happen. And uh, so, you know, I, I who knows where term Herman will end up. But uh, as I wrote extensively in Mike's Rea of the Week, the newsletter, he didn't learn the most important thing from Mac Brown, which is you have to be a politician in this job, and— Tom Herman is just a terrible politician. He yeah. he never won a single press conference. He was weird. He did weird stunts. Remember the the uh, championship urination or championship hydration chart. For the color of your pee, where he tried to smash the locker room and hit himself in the head,
1: he, he should have smashed watermelons. You know,
2: he did. He did <laughs> secure the bag, uh, which he made fun of uh, Drew Locke for doing. So, shouts! Yeah, I saw to him.
1: some Mizzou people dancing on Tom's grave with that that recently. You know, I,
2: I the, on the local news they were like to, they showed Tom Herman's press conference that we're going to win big and we're going to win with class and dignity, and the people were like he didn't really do that. So, um,
0: it's kind of ironic that he. I think you're absolutely right. He was just so terrible at being a politician in the complete opposite way that Charlie Strong was. Like Charlie Strong was completely full yes. of class, full of respect across the board, but did not endear himself to anyone. You know, when winning wasn't there, nobody was like, Oh, well, at least Charlie's our guy. Lovable in the fact that he's a respectable human being, but right. like not likable in the fact that you ever want to do anything and well and Tom like Herman,
2: Herman reminds me of of the dude at Florida whose name is me. Dan Mullen. The Mullen, where they both know that it's important to play the politics. Like, he knows that it's imp- – like, that was – that was uh, Charlie just didn't care. Charlie's right. like, my kids are going to be good kids, and I'm going to take care of this program. He didn't waste time thinking about the right thing to say. Herman always seemed like he was trying to say the right thing and always got it 15% wrong. Yep. And if and, he'd been
0: winning, then he would be Dan Mullen. Exactly.
2: That's a exactly. great, great point. Uh, I, I wrote that he didn't fail on the field. The, the failure is his. Uh, at least in part. They'll so. be
0: back. How about those Buckeyes? I'm I'm not surprised that they won. We, I've, I've, I feel like I should own the fact that I said they shouldn't have been in the college football playoff. I'll stand by that. They're definitely one of the top four teams in the nation. They've proven themselves to be that. I don't think that their record just like I'm going to die on the Dabo Hill. I think of, both of those saying, things you know, can be true. Uh, I, I, I would have been very happy to see them demolish – cincinnati and and do it by 45 points and everybody say coulda woulda shoulda i would have been okay with that but we all saw the game and we can dig in further i want to jump to the justin fields situation the kid was absolutely lights out my nightmare i mentioned earlier is that somehow the jags actually do hire urban meyer and urban fucking pulls a cliff and says justin fields is my number one and takes him instead of trevor I think Justin Fields will be tremendous, but I don't think he's better than Trevor Lawrence uh, in any way, shape, or form yet. Um,
2: But is the ceiling the roof?
1: That's the question.
0: In the right situation, I think that Justin Fields will be a tremendous NFL quarterback. It's just very hard to find that. I think that Trevor Lawrence will be what Justin Herbert is, and you give him a team with a quality wide receiver, mind you, and he's going to dominate right out of the gate. Uh, what I want to get to with Justin fields though, the, um, targeting hit, I, I guess I want to pull the room here, your thoughts on whether or not it was targeting or targeting that should have been confirmed and, or kicked the player out
1: by the letter of the law. I believe it was targeting. Yes.
2: Yes. And I don't like the letter of the law. No, I, I don't think actually I, I, I like the letter of the law. I don't like the punishment that goes with it. OK, that's targeting. That play does not merit an automatic ejection in my mind. I feel like and now you're giving you're giving officials another subjective thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's only fair. And I think that that's the, the rule in some level of football that you, there can be a targeting, but not an ejection. I think it's high school um, or something. And in to me, this is it's it's just kind of a bummer. I mean, this happens every school. Any anyone who's watched college football and they watch their team. It's happened at least once this season. Your best player goes and knocks somebody out. The players go crazy. You're gone for the game. Or you're gone for the half and the next half. It's just a weird rule.
1: At least you can stay on the sideline now. Yeah. There's no walk of shame.
0: What was the, the, um, Corey? Corey Perry? Corey Perry. Stars, Winter (laughs) Classic? Anytime anyone gets ejected like that, image comes on. (laughs) You had to walk from the football field. 500 yards. (laughs) In a football stadium. That was just terrible. Um.
1: There's a difference between that that hit and then like okay he went at the guy's head yeah like headhunt right. that's completely exactly. different and there should be a, a, an it's opportunity ha- for them to distinguish that and it's hard
2: to legislate what's a dirty play and what's a bang bang play but I, I don't know it,
1: leading the tackler it's right
0: mm-hmm. yeah and they were already down a linebacker um, losing you know their other number one linebacker at this point certainly these things impacted the game they wouldn't have won the game Ohio State just came ready to play that day. I think the refs have the ability to call it unnecessary roughness but not targeting when they go to review it or pick up the flag altogether. And I think if you confirm targeting, then the player is ejected. Mm-hmm. I agree. When you lower your head and your face is facing the ground and your head's parallel with the ground, you put yourself in a position to get hurt. Like This was a penalty to protect the linebacker, not the, the player getting hit here. And as someone who suffered multiple concussions, I fully respect that these rules exist now. However, in this scenario, I think that you have to look at not the impact that it will have on the game, but there has to be some level of like, this player positioned himself here because of the movement of the game. It created this situation. And like it's like, you can call PI for those reasons. I don't think you call targeting for those reasons. Hmm. And Um, and hopefully they they figure out how to legislate that because that just was unfortunate.
1: Can I ask a question? Or am I allowed to ask this question? Should we be questioning... Um, the medical staff sending him back out there. Justin Fields. Justin I've Fields. got a
0: huge problem with that
1: because those were, you know, conceivably internal injuries. I mean, like first thing everybody's thinking is ribs, and then you start thinking about like when Chris Sims had his like spleen mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. explode, and he still played. Look um, what it
0: did to his face.
1: He looks like RoboCop. I'm just
0: kidding. That has nothing to do with his face.
1: Now he's an A uh. analyst. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I thought that was weird. I know there were some comments after he was like yeah they didn't they didn't do any like scans right
0: said he didn't get scanned at all. He also said this is football I signed up for it which ninety five percent of players who've suffered concussions in the moment will tell you I signed up for this well and wasn't
2: there was a quote where it was like what was the di- they asked him what was the diagnosis and he says I did not allow a diagnosis yeah. like it, he he wouldn't let the doctors even which is like that can't be the player's decision.
0: Not at all. It, it bugs me to high hell because even in the context of Because they game, said that
2: they put shots in him and stuff at halftime. Yeah, yeah.
0: He threw an absolute strike at the end of that series and when he came back in. He was clearly in pain. They were up to three and a half minutes left in the first half, and they were getting the ball back in the second half. They were fully in control of the game. You're Ohio State. You've got 15 fucking Tate Martells who are dying to be your quarterback sitting on the bench. You've got Joe Burrow as your third quarterback at some point in time. Like, Backup quarterback, Ohio State's a prime example of like having multiple who can step in and play. Um, like you're telling me that you couldn't have had a guy ride out those three minutes and still maintain control of that game. So nobody could have come to Just field and said, Okay, three and a half minutes left in the half, go to the locker room, go get checked out. We want you back by the beginning of the second half. And I think everyone would have been okay with him coming back after half. But him running out there, wincing, not being able to like get on the like it wasn't the exercise bike that was Kyler, but like Not really being able to throw a football on the sideline without just grimacing. Like, I don't need to see players gritted out in college football at this point, especially in a game where they're well ahead. Like, it's just ill-advised for his his own personal safety and his future career.
1: In his press conference today, Ryan Day declined to get into specifics on Fields' injury.
0: I don't talk about players' health. It's HIPAA. Just a policy. No, I'm asking about your decision-making, not his health. (laughs) I
1: mean, I don't know. I think back to – I. Everything relates back to the Cowboys. When Romo Romo played a couple games with some like broken ribs, cracked mm-hmm. ribs, actually did pretty good. I think he won a won a couple big games with, with broken ribs. That looked, I don't know, that looked much more serious. But. Yeah,
2: I, I just I don't understand how you he can avoid diagnosis, but then the the okay, we won't diagnose this as an injury, but we'll give you some pain injections. Like that's it. Just seems <laughs> the whole thing smells weird. And I understand it's the biggest game of the season, and like you know, I I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's an uncomfortable situation. Well,
1: he's a kid. He's getting, he's not getting paid and he has the draft coming up in a couple months. Like, so, I mean, it's just, you would like to think that they do their due diligence and maybe they are, maybe they're just being quiet about it. I don't know.
0: And I think that's the conversation that comes up and I hate that the angle that's taken is like, we want to make sure we're not removing opportunities from him when like, There's a – I I don't know, so I'm not going to speculate. Like, if we were to find out he broke a rib, a rib, like his Marilyn Manson rib, the one you don't need, (laughs) like, if we were to find out that was the result of the situation, like, I'm excited for him. But on the other hand, like, it's going to feel kind of dirty being like, yeah, here we are amped up for the national title game, and this guy's playing with a broken rib, and it'll be sold as, like, some Joe Theismann shit. And if he were to break any other ribs or get hurt or not perform well, like – now he's having to get scanned in the combine and be like, "Hey, what surgeries have you had? What what injuries have you had?" And now that's on his track record.
1: Very fair. Boy, you got to think he might come out on top if he did have his ribs removed. If you know what I'm saying. His Manson ribs. His Manson ribs. They, that's what the the scientific term is, the Mansons. Uh what else? Oh yeah, Bama crush Notre Dame.
0: I've got nothing except for Brian Brian Kelly's ass hat, but he was an asset before this game, before after the game, and the only thing I hate about it is everybody who would have played Alabama.
2: I'm the I, undeserved backdoor cover that, that Notre Dame got. Sorry, Dan. No, no,
0: no. I think you're you're accurate. I think anybody who would have played Alabama that day was going to get to- demolished. Brian Kelly, I respect him for basically saying that and some, but that does not give you the ability to be like, well, my team's not that bad. Alabama would have beat, you know, the Packers on this day. Like bullshit, man. Don't say that. Like, come out and be like, I'm proud of our season. We put together this team. This is what we did. We came up short. We will be back next year.
2: The bigger issue in college football, though, is it's pretty clear that there's three fran- uh, three franchises, <laughs> three programs that have all the good players. Over the last four years, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson have signed 40% of the five-star players in the country, yeah. which if that happened, in the, it, that'd be like, because there's like 35 a year. That would be like if three NFL teams got 40% of the first round picks like it, there is a very real drop off uh between three and everybody else and the Aggies can complain and they can say that Notre Dame stunk and they played well it doesn't matter no one is on the level of those three teams
0: and, Aggies and, and Alabama is, and had is had I don't Alabama. I don't
2: care what what the deal is they're a half step above in in talent and in coaching and everything else and experience um they're they're the cream of the crop
1: uh what other bowl games did y'all enjoy
0: since the game was good, I've, I've enjoyed and maybe it's obvious because the team I support plays in the American Athletic Conference. But last year we had Memphis playing Penn State and it was competitive until it wasn't in that game. Penn State was clearly the dominant team in that game. Um, and then the year before that, we had LSU, UCF and Joe Burrow getting you know dirty hit in that game. And I think the year before that, um, we also had UCF again. Uh, playing maybe like Auburn or something. I can't, I can't recall. What, but those games, again, because of the conference, I enjoy that level of competition a little bit more simply because to me it's like you could have expanded this to six and we would have had some intrigue. You could have expanded this to eight and there would be games that people wanted to see. Because Georgia, you know, to their credit, they turned their season around and played really, really, really well. But I think Cincinnati proved that they were legitimate all season long until their final drive.
1: Yeah, and that's not even on the players. That's no. I think I don't know if the co- I don't know who what their coach's name is. I don't know if he like took credit for that loss or took, you know, said that that's on me. He should have if he didn't because it absolutely was. Um but let me just say this, if you're a Cincinnati fan, I'm very jealous of you. Um I wish they were my team because they do something that annoys me more than or they, that does not Let me rephrase that. I need to fire up Grammarly. <laughs> they do something I love and that is tackle and they don't – if they might get burned, but they tackle in space, they don't look stupid out there. Uh, they're a physical team in, like, the right way, not like they're headhunting. The, like, they wrap dudes up and bring them down, and that's so nice to watch because, as a Cowboy fan, <laughs> that just doesn't always happen. hmm hmm So, shout-out to the Bear Bobcats. Any other
0: games?
2: Well, we'll talk about the national championship on Monday.
1: That A&M game was close until five yeah. minutes, right? I mean – it's not like they boat raced Mac Brown. Everybody no. in the world was rooting for Mac Mac Brown. By the way.
0: Yeah, they uh, A&M has some talent. I mean, yeah. that, that's very clear. Yeah, They're they got years, freshmen. Years, they years, they got
2: they got some bad boys. Stacking over there.
0: players like, I don't think it'll do anything for them. But they might luck out and have an LSU type year.
2: I mean, we we now know that that Sam Ellinger is declared for the NFL draft. Does Kellen Mond consider coming back next year? The Aggies are going to probably be a top five preseason team. He's he can set every record in the history of that school. He'd be a five-year starting quarterback.
0: Have we heard it? And
2: no, no school values their traditions and their you know their shit more than the Aggies. That dude, Kellen Mond, he may. I mean, who? Let's just say he's going to have an average NFL career, and he's out of the league in three years. He's going to make more money for the rest of his life if yeah. he comes back for a fifth year wearing that Aggie ring and, and has another great season. If
1: it doesn't work out for him in the NFL, he could always go back to College Station and sell commercial real estate, which is a booming market from what I've been told. Yes, it is. I mean, just bounce over to Brian, Brian and College Station. Brian yeah. and College Station. Go over to Wing Zone or whatever the place is. King of Syntax. Wing Wings to
0: go. He'll he'll sell a lot of real estate outside Pixie Chicken. <laughs> is that... I think that's the place.
1: I think that sounds right.
0: Hullabaloon. Oh, man. That's all
1: I got for uh, for college. you going to do some quick dips? Let's do it. Steph goes for 62 in a win versus the Blazers last night. A lot of Steph hate lately. A lot of it.
2: A lot of it coming from Dame in the offseason, and uh, I, I think there's probably something to do with what Steph did last night to Dame. What did Dame say? He said that, that you know, Steph's a great shooter, but four or five years ago it was a lot easier for him to get the shots that he that his shots used to be open, and now four or five years later – he was sort of implying defenses have changed and they've adapted to this long-range shooting and that Dame has had to deal with that. But I'm sure Steph said, like, oh, I'm four or five years too old. Get get all 62 of these. Yep. And there was there was a little embrace with some smile yeah. and shit talk after the game.
0: Dame did quote-tweet that video and say, you know, you can't dish it out if you can't take it. Like, And I respect that. I, I've always enjoyed the Western Conference point guard like supremacy that we've had over the last like decade or so. And Dame's been a big part of that. Obviously, Steph Curry is, like, the epitome of, of production from point guard position. But seeing battles like this play out, because Dame can play lights out games, too. And he absolutely did. I can't wait to see, like, John Wall and Steph go against, you know, go one and go head-to-head. Because John Wall plays a completely different game and will still put up 40-50 on you, like, controlling the ball differently, assuming that Harden, you know, gets out of there. But anyways, there's my NBA nugget.
1: Randy, can you get that vid red Ready? Did you guys check out any of the uh, Ryan Garcia-Luke Campbell fight on DAZN?
2: Uh, I did not. Tell us about the Combat Sports
1: Minute. Uh, Hold on. Before you hit play, Ryan Garcia is – it would be kind of a reduction to call him an Instagram boxer, but he is all over Instagram. Okay. That's how people know him.
0: Like Juju is a TikTok Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Like,
1: this dude has incredibly fast hands. He's undefeated, obviously. Hasn't really fought anybody. This guy, he's fighting Luke Campbell – He's got power. He's a good boxer. Good record. And um, actually knocked down Garcia. I sent that to you and Dan. Uh, I want to play a little hypothetical. Would you rather get hit with this shot or just get hit in the head and have the lights turned out? Randy, play it. This is the body shot that won him the fight. Ooh. That's the that's the and liver shot, too. Yeah, and that was it. Couldn't get up. This dude's tough, man. And he tried, but I kind of... I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering, like, they always say when you get hit to the body like that, like everything tenses up, you might like piss yourself, could pee blood, could even crap yourself.
0: That is, uh, no part of me ever, ever, ever wants to take that shot at all. Give me, (laughs) I've had my lights turned out. It's just like missing an episode of a TV show in a season. I'm okay. I'll, uh, I could do it again. But uh, the amount of confidence that Garcia has and, like, just the I know what just happened as soon as he lands that shot, he didn't re-raise his hands. He just and hit the Jordan fist he pump. you know he heard something. Because right now, like, he doesn't put his hands in any kind of defensive position.
1: And yeah, like, that face says oh. it all. That's tough, man. Got him. It was a really good fight going up to that moment. Um, makes me think about the Justin Fields hit yet again because it's in almost mm-hmm. the identical spot. And, and that's just a little left hook there, man. I don't know. This kid, I mean, I'm happy for him because he he gets a lot of blowback. The combat sports community on Twitter is just the worst. People love talking shit to fighters, um, and this kid gets a lot of it, but good win for him. Thank you, Randy. Uh, Mask Madness has been trademarked by the NCAA. They are officially doing a bubble in Indiana. Most of the games will be in Indianapolis, home of Randy. How do we feel about that? Are you excited for Mask Madness? It's great. Is that appropriate for them to sell Mask Madness gear?
2: Well, you got to trademark it first.
0: I think they the filed. trademark just expired from Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut. So, Oh, that's where they're going with that. they with moved that. on. A you know, uh, lot of people
1: think that that's the film that got Stanley Kubrick killed. Okay. I'm.
2: I'm. By the way, I'm, I'm fine with the one location tournament. Like, that's good. Let's go. 64 teams, half of them be out after day one. The other, you know, another half... Two days later, how many seems COVID like a little bubble? Let's go.
0: Do you think, like, we couldn't keep Lou Williams out of a titter? To use your phrase here, that's that's
3: true.
2: Um, or Dwayne Haskins. Well, or I mean, Dwayne there, Haskins if the, the bubble in the was NFL. in Atlanta, that would be something different. Is
1: that why they put it in Indiana?
2: I that's that's what no I'm offense. banking on. It's also where the NCAA is headquartered. But oh. that would be uh, it's. You seems like one of the safer places to put the bubble.
0: They're, like, there's a reason it's not in Houston. Correct. And the traffic. Um, My understanding is the number of college campuses around that have dorms and space available to house players, you know, Dallas, Chicago, Indianapolis, all three were in contention. Indy, I think, is the most closely knit option of the three. Mask madness, if you will, I think that's ridiculous. I can't wait to see some of the Olympic Village-esque stories that come out of this catastrophe of an idea. Like, I'm glad it's happening.
2: It's true, It will make things a thousand times worse if there's an outbreak. Oh,
1: my God. This is big for players.
0: They need to not have 68 teams, I can tell you that much.
2: Yeah.
1: If you think back to the NBA bubble and, like, all the players that, like, blew up on social media just doing bits. Yeah. It's true. Like, Fish some of in. these guys are going to become TikTok stars. So, if it doesn't work out for them, they can make money there that way. So, that, that's that's a positive I'm excited for it. I have a
2: a correction. I have a positive there's positive news for Chan Gailey. Uh Chan Gailey has not been fired. Oh. (laughs) And what's interesting here is that ESPN fell for a fake Adam Schechter quote.
1: Oh, come on. That happens every year.
2: Well, but never does the the, never does the company that someone actually works for (laughs) fall for a fake Barry McConer? No, it was at Tua Needs Help. And then ESPN wrote a piece that was their top to story <laughs> that said Dolphins part way with OC Chan Gailey. The only source that they have is is a Miami Dolphins have part, uh, parted ways with offensive coordinator Chan Gailey. A source told ESPN's Adam Schefter.
0: Do you think that they think Adam Schefter's black? They know that's just an account, right?
2: <laughs> it's not great.
0: Um, other... We've seen
2: it all now. So our our apologies to to Chan. We kind of dunked on him earlier.
0: It's not on the rundown. He probably will be fired. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it'll be funny when he I does mean, get yeah, fired like an is, hour from now.
0: Now they've got to go back and revise the revision. Uh, Ooh, O.C. Tom Herman. Not happening. Not happening. He's not going to the NFL. Nobody's putting up with this shit. Mm. <laughs> um, other quick note on college basketball. I don't know how many teams in total, but I know Duke women's basketball has said, hey, we're done for the year. Uh, I believe SMU women's basketball has also done the same. Um, but there have been quite a few women's basketball uh, teams that have said, "You know what, the risk is not worth uh, the squeeze for us at this point." Hmm. So I will be surprised if we see NCAA women's basketball getting to the point of having a tournament. I know we were all dying for NCAA women's notes. It's exactly hey, what you didn't want before I, this it's, episode. Well, it's,
1: it's I'm <laughs> curious if like that's going to bleed over into the men's programs. i that's because I know kind of I, I know SMU's men. They they played last night. Well, well we, we lost. The first interesting of the scenario year. is if. Is good
2: if some team is having a down season? I mean, if Kentucky just shut it down?
0: They are probably highest on the likelihood to do this shit. They've had, like, one player they've told to get the fuck away from the program because he started, like, crying out of anger on the bench.
2: Yeah, And they've
0: lost, like, three or four games. They're unranked for the first time in, like, ten years. So who the fuck knows what Cal Party's going to do?
2: Breaking news from CBS Sports. Uh, This podcast will never end, but... uh, Will Muschamp apparently has turned down the opportunity to return to Texas as the defensive coordinator.
0: Oh, terrible decision! Barry Odom Ooh. is
2: now amongst uh, Steve Sarkisian's top candidates at that job.
0: Yikes! You don't. It, need... must,
1: I, it did not end well here for uh, oh. for Coach Boom for Muschamp. But I feel like you got to take that,
0: right? Yeah, it's it's very typical UT slash Cowboys to be like, let's just run it back, run bring it back. Like you know how many people would hire Bill Parcells? And they yesterday. brought back Dave Campo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, hey, did anybody uh, stream any high school football over the weekend on their laptop and home? One of us
0: was tempted. One of us actually did it.
1: Paid nine ninety nine. Is now a subscriber to NF NFHS Network. Which, Is that a part the way, of DAZN? It's not. I wish it was because the production would be better, but not great. No <laughs> zero replay. It's fine. It's high school and it's COVID. I get it. Uh, battle of the best teams in Dallas, Duncanville and DeSoto. Uh, close game up until. Oh, fourth quarter. Uh, DeSoto cut it to 14. I know a lot of people are wondering what's going on with the little D, as some are saying. Um, yeah, Duncanville moves on. They play South Lake Carroll. There's four teams left in their, uh, in their region. Southlake Carroll, Austin-Westlake, who will play defending champs, back-to-back champs, North Shore out of Houston. The
2: Blue Bloods are... Yeah, these are four big name programs. That's
1: going to be a Those they're both going to be great games. South Lake if you're interested they have uh the Quinn five Ewers? five star Quinn Ewers quarterback. I think he's a sophomore or a junior. He's a stud. Don't give those defenses insane. They create absolute chaos at the line every every play. So this will be a fun one. I think it's going to be at globe life on Saturday. Hmm. Maybe he will go. Check out the new ballpark. I don't know, we'll see about it. There you go. How about that? I love it. Uh everybody hates Paul George. Specifically, Devin Booker and the Suns? Yes. Paul George is just a punching bag, man. I would feel bad for him if uh, I didn't have the scars from the playoffs.
2: Well, would you feel I might feel bad for him if he hadn't nicknamed himself Playoff P?
1: That's not good. That's a bad nickname. You can't give yourself it's, a nickname, it's, first of all. It's
2: actually a worse nickname than Pandemic P, <laughs> which is just, just calling him a total failure since the pandemic. He's probably
1: though. getting some Pandemic P.
2: Uh, well oh there's you know black sports what? online has been all over that by the way what his uh, his
0: yeah yeah let's just keep it rolling <laughs> we'll leave <laughs> it at that Let's just keep it rolling
2: shouts to robert Littol.
1: Uh, let's see oh yeah we already covered this the uh tournaments in indy good stuff any other quick dips i missed Nope. you guys want an official prediction on duncanville and south lake
2: yeah give us your you give us your pick it's be a
1: tough game i'm kind of worried okay
0: south lake's a machine Added Give note, me a final score, Dave. You do have a father-son potential uh, state title the game. dodge ball. Yes, uh, former Texas, no, former UNT head coach, uh, Todd right. Dodge is Austin Westlake's head coach, and his former son Riley dodge, is, uh, Riley dodge is Riley Dodge's head coach at Southlake. So
1: Riley Dodge, potentially one of the most Texas football names of all time. Mm-hmm. Old Riley
0: Dodge, great trade-in value.
1: Yes, struck month. You want to run it back?
2: Let's run it back. All right, it's time to run it back to the segment in which we talk about what we've already talked about. My computer has six minutes left, so hopefully we can make it. Hey, FYI, Dippy is still a thing we're doing in 2021. (laughs) KJ almost went out this weekend by drinking bleach. When you call Poison Control, they tell you that that drink is poison. All right, that's what you hope not to hear. (laughs) Wow. Check back for our Bleach in the Mouth Thursday live stream. Okay. Uh, no one knows who the Rams quarterback is Chan Gailey has a farmhouse we'll get more to him later Miami is looking for someone whose ceiling is the roof the Bears according to Randy have their guy at quarterback Aaron Rodgers has had an MV queef season
1: (laughs) what's the, the most valuable cue
2: oh okay uh, the Texans have a lot of poo poo and a few diamonds, according to David
1: Deuce Deuce. That's according to Deuce Deuce. KJ
2: let us know that there was a hilarious tweet on Twitter. <laughs> uh, after some investigation, we found out it was from D Shivery. You can read about Micah's exter- extended Tom Herman thoughts in depth on Micah's Reel of the Week the newsletter available now for free at micahweiner.substack.com. You
0: yeah, you've already come on.
2: Chris Sims exploded spleen has nothing to do with his face. That's this a according shot. to KJ. That is a shot uh fields justin fields would have come out on top if he got his mansons removed that's a good point brian college station brian and college station i should say are both booming real estate markets
1: so who is brian college station like what did he do he found that area <laughs> and
2: chan gailey has in fact not been fired our apologies thanks to chan. for my job back guys i guess he still Man, does I... have a farmhouse though
0: terrible frat
1: chan gailey uh terrible coach cowboys
0: I know Correct. nothing about farmhouse. Don't at me if you're a farmhouse guy. Like were I they real? literally don't it.
1: We
2: had them in Mizzou. They were trash.
1: Was it weren't Pat Green and Cory Morrow farmhouse? That's that's the story.
0: Second rate KAs is what I like. That's where they wrote all their songs. Oh man. man. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, you know, I'll tell you the farmhouse. About.
2: I'll tell you the farmhouse Mizzou story off the air.
1: Fair. Ooh can't wait elephant walks off air got it is this where the cannon was fired
2: it's a different one
1: that's a different story and let's get the hell manslaughter out of here almost happened all right guys thanks we'll see you thursday night for the bleach and mouth stream i want my
0: chips with the dip that's all i know i don't want my chips playing i want my chips with the dip bring them dips